Are You My Mortgage? with Joe and Joseph Heisler is brought to you by the Fidelity team at People's Mortgage Company, supporting home buyers and homeowners to achieve their financial goals and dreams of home ownership. Whether you'd like to purchase a new home or learn how to leverage your current equity, Joe and Joseph are here to clarify the mortgage process and guide you through your adventures in home ownership. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today. I'm Joseph Heisler here with my father, Papa Joe, the mortgage pro. <laughs> All right. I am here with my father, <laughs> Papa Joe, the mortgage pro. As uh, a first for everything. <laughs> We're here to welcome you to the first episode of our podcast, Are You My Mortgage? Are You My Mortgage is our educational platform intended to empower potential home buyers with knowledge and resources so you are aware and capable to the best of your ability to get yourself into the right financial situation, into the home of your dreams, and into the rest of your life. Papa, let's start off by telling everybody why they should listen to us in the first place. Well, I have been in the mortgage industry for a little over 35 years. I started out as a realtor in Northern Virginia. I have worked for different institutions. I've owned my own mortgage brokerage. I've worked for banks and mortgage companies currently at People's Mortgage, where Joseph and I currently are. We are a mortgage banker. We only do mortgages. We're focused on mortgages and customer satisfaction. 20-some years ago, when Joseph was in college, I used to send him back to school with boxes of files that needed to be audited for compliance purposes because I managed a number of branches in New Jersey and that was one of our jobs was to to take care of the compliance and audit files. So that's how Joseph started in the industry. And then from there that moved into doing some marketing and basically he's assisting me with all of the loans that we're closing so that uh, I can ride off into the sunset in my old age. And now I'm making him do a podcast. That's right. The purpose of this podcast is in my conversations with people, particularly first-time homebuyers, I find that there's an enormous amount of bad information, misinformation that people are finding mostly on the internet. And so this podcast is kind of our opportunity to have the conversations that we've been having over the years that have been my primary education in the mortgage industry so that we can share all of that with everybody who's listening and they can apply it to their own opportunities. As we get into our first episode, I, I think it's a nice place to start with a very common myth about buying a home. And you talk about it all the time. And it's the 20% down payment. You can't buy a house with less than 20% down. I hear that all the time. That is absolutely not true. You can buy a house with no money down. If you're a veteran or you live in a certain zip code in rural areas. There's other loans that you can get with three or three and a half percent down. And generally the biggest problem, and I've been doing this for a long time and it's been the same, the biggest problem with people with first time home buyers in particular is coming up with a down payment. The monthly payment is generally not the issue. The down payment's the issue. And if you think you have to save for however many years it takes to get 20% down, especially in a crazy market like we have right now, while you're saving money, the home prices are going up, the real estate taxes are probably going up, and right now, the interest rates are going up. So waiting is the last thing that people should be doing. 
but a lot of people either feel like they are or actually are stuck waiting when they've got in their minds that they have to come up with this really large sum of money in the first place. Well, I guess one of the amazing things to me is there's as much good information available from reliable sources as there is bad information, but people tend to stop before they dig deep enough. And if I'm just somebody who's thinking to themselves, you know, we're going to get married and we'd like to buy a house, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm capable or qualified to differentiate between good information and bad information in the That's first true. place. Right? So like you say, dig deeper, but dig deeper for... What? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I th so I think that's a really big thing for us to address mm -hmm. too is where do you go for good information, right? So first of all, if you can go on the internet, where on the internet do you go? You know, is it to bankofamerica.com and their mortgage page or is it to peoplesmortgage.com and our information? Well, of course, the answer to that is they just call me. The, the mortgage pro. You heard it here, everybody. You call Joe. But going to different lenders, even though the money basically comes from the same place and the guidelines are generally the same, going to a particular bank or lender, they may not follow the guidelines that are set. They may have further restrictions that they choose to put in place to protect their own portfolio of loans. So they may restrict what the down payment requirements are or what the credit score requirements are. So the programs are set up a certain way, the regulations are set up a certain way, but depending on where you go, any individual lender broker might be more restrictive because they just do or don't want to handle certain business. That's correct. And it's generally more the financial institutions, banks that are more restrictive because companies like ours, we're a mortgage banker. We only do mortgages. We sell loans to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. That is the secondary market for mortgages. So we just follow their guidelines strictly. So we don't put any additional overlays on them because we're not putting that loan necessarily in our portfolio. We're just making sure it meets all of the guidelines. So if the guidelines say that you can have a, if a conventional loan says a credit score has to be 620, then we go by that. Whereas a Wells Fargo or Bank of America could put a restriction on where they only want loans with a 640 or a 660 credit score. You started saying that people's only services mortgage loans. So you're also in that saying, in comparison, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, whoever that bank is going to be doing Mortgage loans, auto loans, boat loans, personal loans, all sorts of different financing. So you're saying that menu of options that they offer puts them in a position to just not want to work with people who have lower credit scores or like self-employed borrowers, like things that maybe Correct. are more complicated or maybe not as profitable for them. It's not so much that it's not as profitable for them. It's that they're minimizing their risk. So they make a decision that says, even though Fannie Mae will accept a credit score of 620, I'm only going to accept credit scores of 660 or higher because they have data that says that people with a higher credit score are less likely to default. So in that case, that brings us back to our original question, which was where do people find good information? So it sounds like the first place people want to go is to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac if they want to do their own investigating and get the real information, the actual regulations, the actual 
credit score limits and down payment limits, that sort of thing. Is that a good start? That is a good start. And it's a good start mostly because what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac both have are very good home buyer counseling programs. Those programs are required on certain types of loans that have uh, smaller down payments. But even though they're not required on most loans, if you're a first-time home buyer, that's a course you should be taking to get familiar with terminology, to understand things like what the steps are. How do I, you know, where do I go after I get pre-qualified? How do I buy a house? What's an earnest money deposit? What, you said overlay a couple do minutes I have ago. To I didn't get, even want to ask. Well, overlays are things that are basically risk factors. If I have a 740 credit score, you and I are buying the same house, the same down payment, the same amount of money. If I have a 740 credit score and you have a 640 credit score, I'm going to get a better interest rate than you. We're both going to get approved for the loan if we qualify, but that is an overlay or a risk factor. That's another thing people should be looking at when they're starting the process. You don't want to wait until you're going to call me and say, I need to get pre-qualified and have no idea what your credit is even like. Okay. You want to do that as early in the thought process as possible. If you think you're going to want to buy a house in the next six months to a year, you should have someone get you pre-qualified now and run your credit because there's very likely inaccurate information on your credit report and possibly things that you don't know about. A lot of times it's collection accounts for 100 or 200 bucks from a, a doctor or a medical provider that you thought your insurance covered. And then when you pull your credit report, you find out you don't qualify for a mortgage when you go to buy the house. When, right, you, right. when it can be remedied, but it should have been done previously. So the credit score and the pre-qualification are two steps that should be taken very early on specifically so that you are aware and you can kind of become knowledgeable about just your own financial situation. Certainly. So you know how much do you have to put down? What kind of interest rates are you going to be looking at? What is your monthly payment going to be? How does that equate to what I'm currently paying in rent? Because the other thing that I don't understand is that people don't seem to have the concept of the tax savings that they realize from owning a home and the fact that if you're paying $1,500 a month in rent, it's the equivalent of eighteen dollars or $1,900 in a mortgage payment because you have tax benefits depending on your income bracket. Buying a home and owning a home has become uh, looked at as too much of an investment and not a, this is where I want to live and raise my family. Because if you look at the numbers and take all the tax savings and those types of benefits out of it, you, have, you still have the basic premise of this. I have to live somewhere. I can either be paying my landlord's mortgage or I can be paying my own mortgage. If my house never appreciates and I never take advantage of any of the tax savings and I live in the house and I live my life and raise my family... And 30 years later, I've paid my mortgage every month on time. I now have no mortgage. So I'm living for free. Even if my house didn't appreciate, didn't go up in value, I've now lived where I wanted to. I've owned it, so I've painted it whatever color I wanted to. I have however many cats I want to or however many dogs I want to. All of those things. So at the end of the day, you get to that point in your life and you either have if you paid $300,000 for the house and it didn't go up a penny and you sell it, you still have 
and you had a place to live all that time. If you rent a house for 30 years, who guts? <laughs> Is that, are we okay with that? That's a Is mortgage it- term. So the original question goes back to the same thing though. How do you get people to understand all this and know where to look for the information? There's a million sources out there. Starting with us. Starting with us. Well, that's not true. Starting with mom and dad, brother and sister, co-worker, and I hear that all the time too. Well, Aaron said, is he in the mortgage business? My mother said, I had a guy the other day call me and say, well, why is the appraisal going to be $650? It should be more like $350. So I wrote him back and said, who gave you that information and what year are they living in? You know, (laughs) your mom bought a house 25 years ago. She's not the person you should be asking for what current rates are or guidelines or what you need to be doing because it's number one, it's not the same as it was then. And number two, as an example, I don't think the same way my mother thinks. There's ways to use your money, manage your money, maximize your benefits of your money. And those are all the things you need to be looking at when you go into this. So I'm thinking about it. We've been renting and we really would like to buy a home and we really don't know where to get started. What do we do first? The first thing you do is you have to speak to someone who's in the mortgage industry, a mortgage professional, have them run your credit report and they'll analyze your income and your assets and your credit and be able to tell you what you qualify for. So the three things, if you want to go back to the beginning when I, when I learned the business, the three C's, credit, capacity, and collateral. The credit is your credit. Do you pay your bills on time? Capacity is how much money do you make in relation to how much money you owe? Is your debt-to-income ratio fit within the guidelines? And collateral, which is the most important thing, is the property appraisal. So you don't know, you don't have that until you've actually bought a house and had it appraised, which is part of the process. But the, the capacity will tell you, yes, you can afford a house up to $400,000 based on your income, right? And then once you get approved for your mortgage and you've put a contract on the house, part of the approval process is we have an appraisal done by a professional licensed appraiser who says this is what their opinion of the value is. So you have to get approved either as an individual or as the couple going into, and not even just the couple, right? You, you can have more than two borrowers or Absolutely. buyers, right? Yes. So whoever's going in on this mortgage together needs to have themselves vetted their own financial abilities. And during the process, you actually still have to have the house vetted. Correct. That comes after the process has begun. And this is a question I get all the time from people is, what is the process? What are all the steps? I got pre-qualified. Now what do I do? So really what we want people to know is they have to get in front of a professional. They have to become aware of their three C's. And at that point, they really need to come back in and further the conversation and start analyzing the the whole situation, right? Well, once they've gotten pre-qualified and they have parameters for what type of mortgage and how much they can qualify for, then their next step is to get with a realtor, a local realtor, and start seeing what properties are available. Once a property is selected, that's when they go under contract and make an offer. 
once that offer is accepted, there are other steps that come after that. There's an attorney review period that starts as soon as the contract signed by both parties. So their respective attorneys can make sure there's nothing in there that's harmful to their clients. Once that attorney review period's over, it's always wise to have a home inspection done on the property by a professional inspector to make sure you know what the characteristics and condition of the house are, age of the roof, appliances, furnace and air conditioning, things like that. I typically will not advise my clients to have an appraisal ordered until they're out of attorney review and they've completed the home inspection. You certainly don't want to have paid for an appraisal for a house that you're not going to buy. So it sounds like not only are there a lot of moving parts, but you really do need to be working with somebody who knows that whole process, understands how those parts move and how things might change during the process so that you know you're actually being taken care of and guided properly for your best interest. Yes. And you also should find out if the person that you're going to be speaking with or working with is available when you're available. When you go to certain institutions, you better be there from nine to five, Monday to Friday, if you want to get an answer. If you want to speak to somebody after work hours or on a weekend, which and the weekend is when people are buying houses, is your mortgage professional going to be able to answer questions for you on a Saturday afternoon when you're looking at a house? So really, anybody who's thinking about buying a home needs to be comfortable with their mortgage professional made aware of what their capabilities are in terms of buying a home. And from there, they really just need to stay in contact with that mortgage professional so that they can navigate this kind of unknown sort of process, right? Because as you go, again, things are going to change. You need to be working with somebody who you trust. Yes. And there are a multitude of disclosures and forms that people have to sign. It's a lot of legal documents. You need advice from a professional who can understand and sort through these things. So you're here seven days a week available for anybody. We've talked a little bit about down payment myths, and we've talked a little bit about the credit capacity collateral concept that really is the beginning of everybody's mortgage journey. It'd be impossible to cover it all here, but I think this was a great start. So Papa Joe, thanks very much. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us directly, and I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. If you'd like to reach Joe directly, it's 732-300-3750. That's 732-300-3750. And if you'd like to send us an email, please feel free to send us any comments or questions to areyoumymortgage at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Are You My Mortgage is brought to you by the Fidelity team at People's Mortgage Company. People's Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Banking and Insurance, NMLS number 6274, loan originator NMLS number 43162. We're excited to hear from you and look forward to supporting your home ownership adventure.